welcome to episode 204 of the Muck Podcast. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Well, hi. Hi. Oh my God. We were at karaoke last night and Tina said, it was right before the song started. She goes, hi. And we all went, hi. <laughs> I don't remember doing you that. You did. <laughs> you did it. I was so funny. I was like, hi. <laughs> Tina, of course, remains the reigning queen of karaoke. No, don't say no. It's not Tina, true. that's fucking bullshit. Listen. Bullshit. Somebody bullshit. needs to uh, uh, have a live feed happening during karaoke so that everyone can really witness well, the mayhem, and I don't know, I get up there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could sing the song, and then. <laughs> Tina, y- what, I don't even <laughs> understand what you mean. You were so good at every song. It was so good. All right. Listen. I'm going to look at the camera and say that's a lie. But it's not a lie. we got a lot to do today. All right. So? <laughs> well, then, if you don't want to talk about karaoke, then what do you want to talk about? I mean, karaoke was fun. God. Justin is the <gasps> cutest karaoke oh, singer. Oh, gee. F- like, let me say so something else. Every time I'm around Justin, I fall more in love with him. He like, is just funny and sweet and At one point he kind. was at the bar, and I said, I said to Whitney, look at how cute that motherfucker is. He's, and he gets up there. He just wants to have fun. Oh, my God. He just wants to have a good time. He was like, yeehaw. I don't know what he yeehaw! was saying. Yeehaw! <laughs> I screamed out, what are you doing? <laughs> he, and he gets up with the microphone. He get, I don't know. He, his, kids, his whole fucking personality, he gets oh, up there. He so takes microphone he goes who likes country music <laughs> and i was like well all right we're like yes we do we do he's like yeah i know nobody likes it but this is a good song. and he immediately went into the song <laughs> he was angry he was belligerent to the, to the audience <laughs> yeah it was so good it was so good it was so funny i feel like everyone should do karaoke at least once yeah because i don't know it's like just silly and fun yeah. and 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 the thing that's kind of cool about it, and we've probably talked about it here before, but you know, you get people up there that like can really sing, oh like oh my god, that are legitimate, beautiful singers. And I often wonder, like, what is their? And I think I even yeah. asked you that, like, yeah, yeah, what is their life? What is their day job? Yeah. And then they have this voice inside them, and right. they only can like, you know, let it out at karaoke. Like it's wild. There to are me. a lot of people that are talented. Yeah. Nobody makes it. Like the chance yeah. of somebody actually making it is so 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 slim. So, I mean, look at American Idol. I know. That's what I was thinking when I see people up there singing good. I'm like, yeah, this is American Idol right here. Like, yeah. this is, they get to the top 10, and then you never hear from them again, you know? Yeah. I mean, really, even some of the other winners, the only winner I know is that uh, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. I can't oh, name one I other I saw winner. a great video of her. You know, sometimes you'll go to these bigger cities, and someone's sh- singing on the street. And so, um, she was in Las Vegas, and uh, this woman was out with her microphone and her amplifier, like with her hat out, you know, trying to get change singing. And she jumped out of her car and started singing with her. And it, the woman didn't even realize it was Kelly Clarkson <gasps> for like, I don't know, a good two minutes. She was just singing really well with her. And then she's like, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. And, rea- and it, she, when you see her realize it, it's so fucking good. Oh, that is like the cutest. Yes. I have to find this. There's another clip like that somewhere somewhere in Ireland I forgot who the singer was because it wasn't a band that I really know but this guy the singer of the band was out walking his dog and there was a busker you know is that what yeah. called a busker? and he was out with his guitar singing this guy's song and the guy walked up with his dog and he started singing it with him and the guy's like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> oh my god oh, I, so that's good like, that's cute 
That's oh, I see, love it. I love, I love that it. kind of oh. like musician story. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Where are they when I'm singing their songs? Yeah. I mean, What's Tina, why didn't Dominic the donkey come in last night? <laughs> Dominic the oh donkey. Oh, my God. Tina, Dominic the Italian donkey. And then the I Italian kept thinking, Christmas donkey. Yeah, I was like, why, la, why la, are we? La, 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 You hear the bells <laughs> going? <laughs> anyway, oh good night God. at karaoke. Very good night. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, all right. I really only have one political thing up front. Oh, okay. So we all know, I think it's really known worldwide that DeSantis and Disney have been like in this boxing match that we all know began because when don't say gay happened last year, Disney said we, they got a lot of pressure from their employees who are out like their LGBTQ employees and their allies saying, you know, you should say something about this because this is, this isn't who we are. And as a corporation in Florida, you should stand up for your employees and the people who come to visit your parks and make a statement about don't say gay and they did, and DeSantis didn't like that. You don't publicly go against DeSantis. So he said, you know what, we're going to have to take a look at this Reedy Creek re- redevelopment uh, board that you have. It was a whole separate governing board. Disney had their own governing, their own police yeah. department, their own fire department. Their own, they do their own water and sewer. They're all, they run themselves like their own little like state almost, yeah. with, which was a, um, agreement. an agreement that yeah. was made with Walt Disney you know, a million 50 years, years ago, ago yeah. or something. Bruh. So Disney sues DeSantis because DeSantis basically dismantles Reedy Creek and they sued them in a federal court saying this is a vi- violation of our First Amendment rights right. as a corporation to have right. freedom of speech. Right. And it's and a it's very clear line. And yeah, it's, it's a, retaliation. That's right. It's a very clear line from this to why this happened. And it disrupts their business. It disrupts their being able to build and create jobs. Remember Disney pulled all those jobs yes. out of Orlando and kept them back in California? Like they were going to build a whole other um, office here. Can you imagine so, the money we have lost yeah. because of one man's yeah. little tiny ego? Yeah. So now this week on Tuesday, or DeSantis, fragile ego, DeSantis, who's you know the lawyers that are DeSantis is paying, or we're paying for, yeah, <laughs> the state. It's just, it's you know he's suing DeSantis, they're suing the state, and so DeSantis asked the federal judge on Tuesday to dismiss this lawsuit. So I guess we'll find out soon if Disney uh, they have a leg to stand on. So I don't know any reason why a federal judge would throw this out. This, this there's a very clear case here. This isn't going to take. It's not rocket science, you know. This is uh, th- the things that are happening in this country. You know, Trump saying he's going to be, you know, dictator for a day, just a day, you know, um, and so he could take care of all his business and yeah. retaliate. Like, this is what we've become as America. It's disgusting. But even with this case in particular, like how much time has been wasted, how much money has been wasted yeah. just to make a political point. And I would love to see the bill. And also the work that could be done instead of like when I hear stuff like this or you see stuff like this what could that money have gone towards you know we actually I don't give a fuck about FSU I don't care about football I I don't care I I I honestly think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of I understand I have my weird obsessions too (laughs) I do I do but it's not consequential to anything this is the FSU not being in the fucking tournament I know like diehards and people are like this isn't fair the world is still going to spin. Who gives a fuck? You know who gives a fuck? DeSantis. Rick Scott put a letter out. We're oh going to investigate this in the United States Senate, in Congress. DeSantis has Ashley Moody 
I hate he that, set aside a million dollars in their new budget for 2024 to sue or whatever some college whoever makes these these decisions they're going to go after them because FSU wasn't in the fucking thing this is the shit that's pandering to these stupid voters right that DeSantis is doing and these are and and again like is it messed up what happened to FSU? Like unfair? Okay. All right. Who, but but we have bigger fish to fry. Yes. And if your vote is only going to be because of football, and people are losing when, their when, homes. Yeah, when homes are on the line, people. Though, and by the way, it's a pretty it's rainy weekend right now. It's windy and rainy, as if it's a hurricane. The wind and, and flood warnings and flood, all yeah, weekend because of three, four, five inches of rain. And it we have no infrastructure. Expected three inches of rain, maybe flooding. What? Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about fucking dumb FSU. Who gives a fuck? But the, 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 the huge deal that DeSantis made all last year about Don't Say Gay and Disney, he used it to run for president. He's using it on the do- I will not let woke corporations. Yeah. I'm going to go after woke corporations. And now he doesn't want that lawsuit because it's not good for him. You know, but when it was convenient, he'll pick on you. Right. But then when it's not convenient because people are like, why are you fucking with Disney? Republicans are saying that. Like, why are you doing this? You know, then all of a sudden we want it to go away because it's not positive for him, which I don't know how you don't see that when it's happening. How do you not know that? Fucking jackass. Well, my only um, thing from this week kind of it stems also from, um, you know, the attack on the LGBTQ community here in Florida. And we had a local high school in Broward County who was fined $16,000. by the Florida High School Athletic Association uh, because they had a transgender girl um, playing on the girls' volleyball team. And the girl now is also prohibited from playing on any sport, regardless of gender, for an entire year. So they've punished a kid. Is it one or two years? I believe it was one year, for Mm. one year. Um, They punished the kid, and then they're finding a school that... $16,000 $16,000 for, I, I don't know how, how all the different school, the districts work in other states, but the way that schools get money down here is based on your grade. And if you're an A school, you get, a, you get money, you get a lot of money, and a B school less and so on down the line. And so if you're like a lower graded school, like you already are underfunded a little bit. And this is a school that isn't like a very well, f- this isn't like one of our big top, you know, um, public schools down here that everyone's buying to get into, you know, um, no disrespect to that school. Like it's a good school. I'm just saying like, it's not like a Parkland that so you're like saying they don't have is the money, swimming in the money. money. Right. And, and now you're going to hit that school with $16,000. It's outrageous. And not to mention there were, it's a principal, I think an assistant principal, a pa- the, the, and the school and the school itself is on probation. Yeah. And the student's parent worked at the school as like in the administration, like like a secretarial oh, position. That. Yeah. All of them, when this was all discovered, they were all transferred out of the school. And I think they're going to be able to come back, but they were all transferred out. Oh, once yes. This I happened. remember this. I remember this. But when they were, those are those people, whoever they were, they're fucking heroes. Okay. Because they bucked the system for and a protected kid. a girl. For who, a kid. By the way, the coach doesn't work at the school, the coach of the volleyball team. He's like an outside person yeah, that they, yeah. who they pay to come in. Yeah. He was quoted in that article when that fine happened. And he said that there had been, he had coached this student for over two years, never had an issue. Didn't know she was trans. Like there had never been anybody who even brought this up 
Like that's why the principal and the and the parent was just like, we're just going to allow this to right. go because also because that student was involved in a lawsuit already. That student and her family was already suing the state because of this law. Wow. So that she could continue to play. So they were all aware of the situation and didn't raise the flag to allow the student to participate in sports. Which I don't still understand what the fuck is the problem. They're on the volleyball court hitting the ball around. I know. What are you worried about? I, I, I'm i sorry. We're talking about high school volleyball. I know. It, it's, it's ridiculous. This isn't the fucking Olympics. This it's isn't a ridiculous. conversation to have about that. They wanted this student to have an experience in high school like everybody else. They deserve the same experience. It's fucking dumb. It's mm-hmm. dumb. And uh, also... Uh, and and I, 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 I one other thing yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. Broward County School Board, Broward County as a whole should all be telling them to go fuck themselves with this law. Fine us then. What and are you gonna do? Fine us, fine us, fine. then right. do it. And I feel but like allow w- kids to fucking grow and have experiences. Yes. That's what schools are supposed to do. And I feel like as a community, we really should like try to raise money to pay yeah. that fine. I think that there's some organizations that yeah. are going to do that. So okay, good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's really all I had because I was so upset. And I'm like, do, again, again, is there nothing else we could be doing for schools? We're going to now take money out of schools where we already know the public schools are so underfunded, but now we're going to take 16 grand out of one school. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That is a lot of money to take out of a public school. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you about an episode of Mark Maron, WTF with Mark Maron that I heard. It's episode 1466. It came out a few weeks ago, but I just listened to it this week. The guest is Jeff Charlotte, S-H-A-R-L-E-T. He's an author, like a writer, um, and he's a professor at some school in Vermont. And uh, anyway, he wrote a book a few years ago called The Family. And okay. it was all about these, um, how the religious right had shifted from Ooh. how instead of going like working from the poor and going up, they said, no, 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 no. What we need to do, like these, all these religious right people got in the same room. and was like, we need to start with the rich and the powerful and then move down, right? Like get the people in power. So part of this group was like, like part of the grooming to become elected oh officials was God. Mike Pence is like the most famous one of part of the family. It's a, and it's a documentary that I think is on HBO. It's really good. And then he was doing uh, research about this movement. And one of the people in it was that South Carolina governor who I covered on the podcast who was caught in the um, in South America. Oh. With his girlfriend. Yes, yes, Mark yes, Sanford. Yes, Mark yes, Sanford. Yes, yes. Okay, I covered him on the podcast. So he Yeah, so where he went on the trail. Yes. He was like, I'm on the Hi- Appalachian I'm hiking, Trail. I'm out hiking, but he was in South America fucking his girlfriend. <laughs> So he, as he was doing research for the book, all these guys were starting to get into sexual like scandals. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And how it would be covered up or how it would, like how they would help these. Okay. So the hypocrisy. At the t- he's, he said in this interview, like it bombed, the book bombed because people were like, oh, at the time it was too early to really see what was happening. But then now we have seen it all of this unfold. Like it almost Ooh, predicted this I all I have to read this book. So he was talking about when he was writing that book, that he was doing a lot of interviews and a lot of people were saying we're moving towards fascism in the con- in this country. And he was like, I can't in good conscience even like say that. I don't even want to say that word. And he had come on Mark's podcast and Mark's like, you know, fascism, fascism. Can you see it? On? And this guy's like, no, 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 I can't do it. So he just wrote a new book. This You have to listen to this interview. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. It is the scariest shit you will ever fucking hear. And when you talk about wanting to get your 
pass like yeah. dual citizenship. The second you finish the interview, you will be online getting your shit. We have to get out of here. And I know hearing that, like, if you're not paying attention every single day. And, and what is the new book? The new book is called The Undertow. And it's called, uh, okay, it's called The Undertow, Scenes from a Slow Civil War. <gasps> so he has been covering and researching and doing these things with these churches who say, like, a civil war is coming, with the rise of Trump, oh with the God. rise of all these other My things. My husband talks about this all he the time. He talked about, Mark, Mark said something I thought was so interesting. He said, we have not as a country, as a people, but even like in the world, really dealt with the trauma of COVID. How we were losing people. Right. And how we had to lock down, like even our kids especially, like the trauma that existed there. We haven't really worked through it. No. But what happened there too is that sometimes when you go through a trauma, you're trying to look for answers and you just want anything that will satisfy you. Because if you really look back, the, the vac anti-vaccine, all of that, there were people who were like everyday normal people who are like even liberals, right? Right. Who started believing wild things. One of the things he talked about in the book is there's a woman, in, there was a woman in Austin, Texas, just like us, liberal, young, <laughs> giving myself that Hi. young <laughs> and moving through her life COVID happened she starts going down this conspiracy theory rabbit oh, hole online and she had somehow convinced herself that Trump wanted her to run people over with her car what and she started like hitting people and of course she gets what? arrested but she was this perfectly normal person moving what? through her life and like who went down this rabbit hole but like what he, so he's driving through through the country. He'll go through Kansas or whatever, and he'll just go through these small towns on a Sunday, pull into a strip every, any day, you know, average USA strip mall where there's a church and there's a reverend or a pastor who's very charming. And you go in there and he, you know, identifies himself as a, as a journalist or whatever. And they let him stay. And then he tries to talk to people in the parking lot. And they're, they're just like, a civil war is coming. It's coming. We're armed. We're ready. We're, and, the, and, the, and he's like, wh when do you think that's going to happen? And they, they always say, like, when they come for our guns. And he's like, all right, well, we're fine. Because we know they're not coming for the guns. Right. But, but you know what's going to happen is this else. election. It's yeah. going to be this election. Now it's something else. So now he oh does God. say we are moving towards fascism. And he said the closest thing we have to a fascist state right now is Florida. 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 Wow. Get me. And how he thinks that Trump will probably win. And I think so too. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I have this and what happens then? Like, and because also we are so immune to violence yeah. now, you know, the way we that are. we We're see the shootings, right. we go, there's another shooting. It's not like when it's going to happen. It's like, if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. Like you said, when you go to school, you're like, who knows when it could happen anytime. Right. The same thing with, we watch on January 6th. Like I talked about last week, that's not normal. And the and fact that we have people who have access to the pub to the camera, you know, public to news feeds, who are saying that that wasn't a real thing, we have desensitized and become immune to and violence. So, like when violence starts to happen, what happens? And now there's a movie on Netflix that I watched last week, and it's a new Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke movie. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, Tina, it would it would f you'd you'd freak out. It, it would freak you out. It's called um, Leave the World Behind. Tina, you, and your husband should watch it together. Like, it is incredible. And it's a, a peek behind what could happen. My, okay? my husband and I, it, like this week, we're having these conversations. And 
and I, I think we've talked about this on here before that it's like, what do we do as citizens? You know, um, Thoreau, you know, went to jail mm. back in the day because he refused to pay taxes mm. because he said if taxes are going to go, you know, to support things like slavery, I don't, that's not where my money's going. And that was his form of like civil disobedience. So he's like, maybe my husband's like, maybe we should all just say we're not paying taxes to support this government. If this government is doing X, Y, Z, my money's not going to it. And then what happens like if everyone or not everyone, but the popular vote people just don't pay their taxes anymore. I mean, they can't like put everybody in jail. I mean, they can't, but they'll, you know, you would need a, a, a real collective of people who yes. are not afraid of any of that. Right. But, um, but, the, but he has, he's talked to me too about civil war and like, you know, I think about this and say there is some kind of civil war that happens and our children are, are coming up to an age where yeah, they'd have to go. They would have to go. And I don't know if I want my children's life for what this country has become. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just think I that I, I, I think I that I just like when you look at I don't know. So I was going to talk about this in the wrap up, but I'll just mention it here briefly is like when you look at what's now going to happen, like we can stop all of this. Right. We can hold the person accountable who is trying to drive this country towards fascism more than anyone else and has a good chance of doing it further. And that's Donald Trump. But, you know, his crimes during his presidency might not be he might not be able to be held accountable like presidents committing crimes while in office. It's it is now Jack Smith who's trying him in D.C., uh, had to send a request to the Supreme Court this week asking yeah, do you them believe this? to quickly make a decision quickly, They have, <laughs> which has happened before in Supreme Court where they say, please make a decision, yes. um, to say that, it, that a pre former president can be held accountable for criminal actions while uh, uh, being a pre while president and, crimes. And I get it because but the Supreme presidents Court have to make decisions all the time, yeah. right? And so I understand that, like... You know, but but calling for an insurrection. Yeah, no, this is not for that, government that's, business. That's this not wasn't government, government business. business. Yeah, this is this is his. He's a self-serving maniac. Yeah, he's trying to overturn the government. He, he's a, he's against the United States, mm. and so and us as a people. So, but this Supreme Court, this one that he stacked, that he handpicked, is going to make that decision. And Clarence Thomas needs to recuse himself from this case. He needs to recuse himself. His wife is involved. She's directly involved <laughs> with January 6th. So when you think about it in that way, and what do we have? What are our cha our chances? I'm not. I don't want to take my chances here. So I'm gonna also look into how do we get the fuck out? How of do we here. get out? Because this is a shame. And I, and I I have to say I hate when people say that. I know that if you don't pay attention to politics, if you don't really see like what's happening, this all sounds crazy. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna leave the United States? I'm telling you. I don't know what other options we have, and I'm not about to be one of the people who's going to be a guinea pig in all this. Yeah. No thanks, and neither are my children. Nope. No. You know, I think about states like, uh, you know, all, the other thing he said was like these just militias. You know, they're fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. 
and also how the evangelicals took him in with open arms because I you mean, know that's God, the God biggest always, disgusting thing yeah, I've ever seen. But the way they justified is fucking wild. Oh no, you know, they he's think a, he's handpicked he's by a God. Flawed human being, and this is exactly oh, who God would send oh, to save us because please. he's always he's flawed. Oh, and okay. even though he's flawed, he made it to the highest you know seat in the land, and that's a perfect example of somebody who Jesus would use, but the Lord would pick. Guess what? To lead us. First of all, you're basing things on a fairy tale. Well, you can't get into that with them, Tina. That's like, that can't, you can't. Um, two other things. Uh, last Sunday I went to, um, Rob Elba does this Dan Hosker music continuum. I told you, but I think I might've told yes. you about that, about his friend who passed away, Dan Hosker. And they've been doing it for, I think this is the 11th year. Wow. I gotta tell you, it's such a community of love these South Florida bands and they've been around forever. So like everybody's older now and still playing music. And I talked to this one guy who his band played and he came off and I was like, I was trying to, I took video of it and I wanted to just get the name of the band. Right. And I was like, where do you, I go, you still play. I go, where are you guys at? And he's like Miramar. I was like Miram or no (laughs) Margate. I'm like Margate. And I go, where do you play? Poor house. Like there's still bands playing at poor house. Oh, you believe this? I used to love that. Me too. I just couldn't believe that there's still these bands out there. Anyway, I I saw Rob. I got to meet his daughter. They're such the the nicest people. Aww. I think my episode comes out today of that record got me high. Woo! So if it is, it, we're we're already gonna have it all of our social medias. But yes. make sure you go check it out. I talk about Boy Genius, Ooh-hoo. my homies, Ooh-hoo. and uh, I'm excited because. I also got my record player set up. Remember I told you? Yeah. Oh, girl, this is all I've been doing. All I've been doing all week is listening to records. And then today the I opened up the record Tina gave me last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Mount Joy. And I've just been fucking chilling, honey. Aww. Chilling Yay. with a G. All right. We're going to well, do a Christmas present. These are my first Christmas. Or you go first. Or here's one. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for Hillary to open her present. Oh. Okay. And it's so cute. And I found tape. I was worried oh, I wasn't going to have tape. Me too. At, at 1.30 in the morning, I was wrapping <laughs> your present. Oh, I did it. I did yours this morning. Wait, what? Did, I can't see. Oh, you might have to take it out of the bag. I'm blind. Oh, here, here at the top here. Yeah. Oh, 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 here? Yeah. I still wasn't going to. No, no. It's inside there. I'm going to break something. <laughs> You're good. What is it? <laughs> it's oh my god <laughs> it's the love of my life it's a bookmark with photos I was of eddie vetter i was listening to <laughs> rearview mirror on the way here which is like do you know that song yes that's like one of my favorite um songs look at how cute he is and it's a young baby young baby pictures those oh 90s crunch pictures Ooh. now when you read you can look at your hot yes boyfriend. And it, I love the way it's like, it looks like the, the photo booth. Yeah, photo booth. Oh, look how he's so cute. I know. It's adorable. Here, here's your other. Is, no, no, you got to open one of yours. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hope oh. to God you do not have this already. This. Oh, God. I hope to God you do not have this already. Yeah. Now, this is also I like. Cry. <coughs> I love records so fucking much. This is like a. I could tell it's a record. You know how they do a record store exclusive, like different color print. So, yeah, like, even b- if like you. Like the orange vinyl right. you got me last so year. So, even if you do have it, like, this is a record store only one. Is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it! I don't have it! I swear to God, when I saw the record, I go, oh my God, I hope she got me Boy Genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking boy genius. Oh my god! Bitch, look at. Oh my god. Oh. 
support your local record store. Oh my god! <laughs> Clear vinyl. Tina, Isn't look at my it? friends. <laughs> I was so excited. So I was like looking around. So I I go to this record store all the time. And um I was, you know, I had found, like, something, and then I was like, they have to have Boy Genius somewhere. And the past couple of times I went, they did not have Boy Genius. And then I went, I said, I'm going to go one more time, and then they did, and I was so excited. (laughs) Look at this. Now, (laughs) so here's a prediction that I know will come true. I will be laying on the floor in my living room listening to this crying all <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> You're not supposed to cry unless By the it's way, happy crying. That's a good afternoon for me. <laughs> that's a happy day for me. <laughs> Tina, this is isn't this the best? <laughs> you have no idea. Yay! I really. I was <sighs> I was so excited. So I don't know if you my guys God. like uh ha- have seen Hillary's social media, but when she put her record player together, it was just like record after record, and it made me so happy. <laughs> Um, well, just Tina to see the joy that she, Aww, yeah. you know, was having um, from having her record player back. Yeah. And so, well, <laughs> Tina, I put it. First of all, I put the stand together, which t- it took me about an hour and a half because the, the instructions were like, you need two people. And I was like, bitch, it said 45 <laughs> minutes. And I'm now and I'm in the middle of it. I'm like, yeah, I need a fucking person here. Right? <laughs> but I put it together. I've set up my new record player and the speakers, which I've never done with the little wires. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck I'm doing? And I, I, the first album, of course, I wanted to play was Phoebe Bridgers, Punisher. But I didn't want to fuck it up. Like, if it, what if it doesn't yeah. work? So I put on an old Cat Stevens record. Yeah. And I took a video. T- I sent it to Tina, and I was crying because oh. I had done it all by myself. But so cute. Gave myself the <laughs> gift this year. Oh, my Good God. Good for you. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, my God. Boy genius forever. <laughs> Boy genius. <gasps> I was so excited. Ooh, well, you know, I I have to give Tina coffee mugs. That's my that's my jam with Tina. But this listen, one, this listen. one, baby, whoo! It takes the cake, honey. Listen, <laughs> I love all my coffee mugs. The bear. What else? I, mean, I, I use. I think and I give you, you know, my f- and my f- uh, yeah. I have it all. Um, well, now I have my holiday cups out. Oh, that's nice. Um, but <laughs> anytime people come over to my house, like everybody gets a different mug. Nice. What about this one? <gasps> <laughs> My husband's going to steal this from me. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> it's Uncle Baby Billy. Uncle, Uncle Baby Billy. It's but Uncle look Baby at the pictures Billy. of him. On Freeman. Ba- Uncle Baby Billy Freeman. <laughs> he would totally have a whole line Bro, I got to take stuff. a picture of that fucking mug, though. Because you have to. You I have would to. fucking die looking at this thing. This is my favorite thing. Righteous How Gemstones is the greatest I show. I have now, like, the best mug collection of anyone in the land. Yeah. And so this guy, oh my God, bro. I'm going to tag uh, Walter Goggins in that. Yes. <laughs> this is mine. I'm yes. This is going to be a battle. This is Do now you like b- it. This is now a battleground cup. Yeah. Because <laughs> my husband is going to try to steal this cup from me because he. So next time you see my husband, you have to ha- ask him to do his impression okay. of Uncle Baby Billy. He does the walk. He does. It's so good. Oh, my it's God. The so walk is good. Funny. The walk is good. It's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh. Wait, all right. All right. So there's a teeny tiny thing in there that's like a stupid little thing, okay. and then like the book. Yeah. <gasps> okay, but wait, wait. Wait a minute. What the fuck is this? Wait, but you gotta open it up because this is. Is it pictures? Because wait, yeah, but wait. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Tina, I'm gonna fucking cry. <laughs> Don't cry. I'm so. Please don't cry. You can't cry. We're on air. You can't cry. <laughs> 
please don't cry please don't cry i was so afraid of the inside thing getting wet <laughs> so that's why i was like i have to figure this out oh please don't cry no please don't cry oh my god you have no idea how much I love this band. Oh my <laughs> god! So wait, like, but this oh is my god. favorite part because, oh um, god. you know, you could get the book, but you can also get like a book plate, you know, signed by them, and oh so. Oh my god! So that's why it took so long because they had to sign the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a card with Phoenix. They signed. Yes, they signed and then the you card. can stick it on the inside. Oh my god! It's got like a little sticker back. Isn't it a beautiful book? Like oh. when you flip through it, oh my it's like God. all it's like all their like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is this guy Thomas Mars. I'm in love with He's him. He's cute. He's cute. I was flipping through. I was like, hey. Oh my God, Tina! What the fuck? I just. Oh, I'm. This I is can't. the this is the oh. music gift year oh my god <laughs> wait but then there's a little stupid something oh god i can't another thing <laughs> no it's just a little something it's falling out I don't know. it's teeny tiny <laughs> 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 it's a Bridgers, uh, pin no it's little oh Isn't my god it's so cute tina i swear to god you are the best at giving gifts am i now my mug is trash why oh, that mug because it's not even close what to are you talking about how good your gifts are it doesn't this is you gave crazy. me eddie vetter that's true you gave me eddie vetter this, <laughs> this is basically porn for me <laughs> you might as well <laughs> hand me a playgirl i'm gonna be jerking off to this oh later. my god do they still make playgirls like is that even a thing uh, i don't know but it should be can you imagine fucking patriarchy like Playgirl, Playboy, like you remember, like oh. you go in the Seven Eleven and it would be all of like you yes. know, the magazines and like the front plastic thing covering it, and like you know the yes. kids would still like yeah. you know <laughs> try to look. They don't even sell that at stores anymore, right? All right, so <laughs> yes, today. Oh, thank you so much. By the way, <gasps> thank you. I feel very special right now. I love you so much. I love you too, and uh, I can't. I love you. I love you. All right, so today. Yes. I'm going to tell you the story of the CIA program, MK Ultra. <gasps> what? Now, I feel like, I was like, have we covered this? Have we covered this? And I searched and searched and searched, and we didn't. I think we maybe, no. like, talked about it here and there, or but, but we didn't. So, here we go. Yeah. All right. So, CIA's MK Ultra delved into mind control, mm. but the program turned into a twisted journey of brainwashing and torture revealing the dark side of experimentation. So our story takes place in the 1950s. A lot of it took place in this uh, in Fort uh, Detrick in Maryland. Um, but the experience, th the experiments took place like in universities, like labs, like in the USA, outside of the USA, like they were just happening everywhere at the time. So a little bit of background. During World War II, the Nazis, as we know, were doing all sorts of awful experiments in the death camps. And in an interview on NPR, historian Stephen Kisner claims that the CIA not only did a continuation of those experiments, mm. but they even hired vivisectionists and torturers from both Japanese and Nazi concentration camps to essentially share their research and techniques so that they could continue the oh research. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I did not know that. No. It's it's disgusting. And a vivisectionist, because I was like, I'm not sure I know what this is, is a biologist who cuts open live animals for research purposes. Oh my God. And then like they were doing that to people. No. Yeah. Uh. yeah. 
So the purpose of these experiments boiled down to mind control. And some of the things they used for that were hallucinogens. Mm. And since the Nazis were playing around with mescaline and other hallucinogens, the CIA ends up hiring those doctors as well mm. at some point. Can you imagine that no. they hired Nazi doctors who were hurting people so that they could learn how to hurt people? It's so insane. It's insane. So um, the CIA director, CIA director at the time was Sidney Gottlieb. And before I get into the experiments, I want to give you like a quick bio on this guy. So according to his um, obituary on the New York Times, Gottlieb presided over the CIA during the Cold War. He was also part of the efforts to poison Fidel Castro, which oh we talked yes, about. Yes, that was a great episode. Um, and that was back in episode 75 the CIA uh, oh, hijinks episode. So good. You have um, to listen to it. It's so Tina's funny. story. It's so good. So, but he's most known for his work with LSD. And he basically is the guy that brought LSD like to America. Wow. Yeah. So here we go. So it's not so far fetched when they say the government like flooded places with drugs. No. Right. I mean, no. to they fuck brought with communities. Yeah. No, they brought, they, they brought it in. Wow. So um, the major incident. So throughout his quest for mind control, Gottlieb essentially dosed Americans with LSD. And the thing is, some of these patients agreed to take it, right? Because if you sign up to do an experiment or be part of a research study, like I, um, I just did my last, I'm part of a research study. Um, oh, for the for cancer the stuff. cancer because mm -hmm. they you know they, they're like you're the, you know the control group and this group and you don't know what group you're is and yeah. we're gonna inject something and then they have to do these measurements and so I just went in every time and they all they did was like measure my arm oh. they measure both your arms to see like you know I guess for like lymphedemia like yeah. a swelling and things like that and whatever and, and you go in once a year um, and so like but they tell you like this is what the research is about and it's all of this paperwork and you sign off on it because you have to know as a person so were they doing that were they telling them everything no so <laughs> some of the patients were like sure i'll take the lsd but they were lied to many many times about the purpose of the experiments and other people who were dosed were people who couldn't really fight back these mm. were folks um of course coming from marginalized groups Ugh. And groups like sex workers, oh. drug addicts, prisoners, and folks with mental illnesses. Prisoners. Yeah, yeah. So another article um, notes, like, gives more detail in saying that one um, group in particular was from a state school for mentally ill boys. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then um, another set group where they were sexual psychopaths from a mental hospital. And then they even were dosing American soldiers. Oh, my gosh. For what? For the purpose of trying to so use this in the future? Uh, well, it was about mind control. And so we're in the Cold War. So they thought if we right, can learn we how to control right. people's minds, right, then right, we right, can right. use that mind control against oh the Soviets. Oh, my God. This reminds me of the show The American, it's, which, it's, by the way, is one of the best television shows ever existed. It's, it's you just You should crazy. watch it with your husband, The Americans. Yeah. The same thing. They were trying to find secrets to things that you're just like, what the fuck what are, are you, you even doing? What are you doing? So the CIA released this statement on MK Ultra in 2018. Oh. Quote, the project attempted to produce a perfect truth drug for use in interrogating suspected Soviet spies during the Cold War and generally to explore any other possibilities of mind control. Mm. And according to his obituary, Gottlieb held 149 different experiments and at least, I think it was more than 25 subjects, like had no idea wow. Wow. Uh, what wow. was happening. So some of the experiments, um, one prisoner, the CIA dose. So these are um, sort of more like the high profile, I guess, people mm -hmm. that were involved. 
So one person was Whitey Bulger, who was oh. an American crime boss. Yeah, 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 Boston. Yeah, from Massachusetts. Yeah. And he worked as an FBI informant. That, yes. Oh. When he was older. But when he was younger, yes. he was arrested. And they doped him out. They dosed him. Oh, my God, dude. They dosed him during his first stint in prison in the 1950s. And in the 90s, he ends up making the most wanted list. And according to the NPR interview with Kisner, Bulger was told that the experiment was to help uh, find a cure for schizophrenia. But that wasn't the case. Um, basically, they dosed him every day for a year. And they were doing it because they want to see how much of this can we get before a person goes mentally insane? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, they literally don't care about the no. human being. No. Like, what do they think is going to happen? Right. If something goes terribly wrong. Well, and then you think, like, this happened to him in the 50s oh. for one full year. Did that absolutely do something to his brain that made him become the singer? We're going to see this with this other person um, in a minute. Um, but Bulger, uh, talking about the experiment years later, said, quote, I was in prison for committing a crime, but they committed a greater crime on me. For real. And yeah. he was talking about, like, you know, he's in there and, like, walls are bleeding and, like, oh, you know, dude. shit's going crazy. Yeah, you and can't he get out. No. Oh, Jesus. So, um, and according to an article in El Paez, I am saying that wrong. I apologize. I mean, sorry. We got three hours of sleep, people. Okay, I'm three tired. Hours I'm tired. Another subject was a U.S. Army biochemist. So this was like someone that was like working for the army was a biochemist and he was a biological weapons researcher. Mm. Okay. And his name was Dr. Frank Olson. They decide to dose him without telling him. They just, you know, remember like the, the Ken Casey and like the Kool-Aid and like you'd go to those parties in the sixties yeah, and like, you don't know, you, you, you drink a cup, maybe you're dosed, maybe you're not. And like, that was kind of, you know, um, he was kind of part of all this too. Um, but you know, um, of getting, uh, yeah. acid from the government. Um, but Jeez. so they don't tell this guy And a week after the dose, he took his own life oh my God. by jumping from a 13 story building. Oh my God. And his family explained that Olson suffered from suicidal tendencies and they believe that the LSD, yeah, they exacerbated oh the situation my God. because yeah. you know, maybe you should take someone's, you know, medical history or have a sense or be honest. Can you, can you believe That's that? That's incredible. So another victim was Ted Kaczynski, Ooh. the Unabomber. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Ted Kaczynski, um, we know, was like this brilliant guy. He went to Harvard at 16. And a professor there allegedly experimented on him. And some wonder if that impacted his psyche enough to turn him into what he became. But there's no concrete evidence that any LSD was used or if it was just other types of mind control experiments that they did on him while he was a 16-year-old at this university. But um, so he was experimented on for three years. And, and they don't have to get parents' permission when someone's 16? That doesn't knows? seem right either. Who knows? Uh, according to the Washington Post article, um, Alston Chase, who wrote a book on the Unabomber, uh, believes that the experiment... And his studies there, like that, the studies, what he was studying at Harvard, along with those experiments, like made him into the Unabomber. Wow. Isn't that wild? Well, also, he's obviously a genius. Yeah. And sometimes that borders right there on a little bit insane, and he just right. needed a little, you know but what I mean? Three years no, of no, being messed with? That's what I mean. Like, I you mean, know, he's already brilliant. Yeah. And he's like, I'm being, you know. Oof. So Kisner also talked about the secret detention centers in Europe 
that Gottlieb set up under the CIA. These are detention centers that were not under the U.S. jurisdiction of the law. Mm. And there, they would torture enemy agents to essentially, quote, destroy the human ego. Oh, my gosh. Some methods of torture were electroshock, temperature extremes, sensory isolation, and then hitting them with question after question to try to break them. And basically, again, it's like this thing about how far can you push someone until their psyche breaks? Yeah. So that they can understand, like, how we could push, we could push, and, like, here's well, the limit to try to mess with someone. And aren't they using these sort of techniques in when they were doing torture on? Yeah. yeah. So you're going to like this one. Ooh. There was a little side project under MK Ultra that was called Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> Now, according to the wiki page, the operation involved brothels created by the CIA to lure in unsuspecting men, (laughs) and then they would dose these men, okay, and observe their behavior behind a two-way mirror. So these guys had no idea they're like, and all of a sudden shit is melting everywhere, and they're in alone, and they're in a room. They thought they were going to fuck. Right, and like (laughs) the the people behind the mirror are like taking notes on what's happening. Oh my God. Can you imagine the CIA this? CIA is ruthless. Can you imagine this? Ruthless. So according to a How Stuff Works article by Patrick Kiger on the operation, it was essentially done to see if the combination of mind-altering drugs and sex would make men more susceptible to revealing government secrets. Wow. And they even paid sex workers $100 oh, so dollars to bring government. men in. Wow. And then a lot of these men, I think, like didn't say anything because like they're there in a brothel. Right. So oh, man. Yeah. So the rooms were bugged with cameras, two-way mirrors, microphones, and more. And again, the men had no idea. And during the 1977 Senate hearing that ended up happening because of all of this, like years later, Gottlieb testified, quote, the original intention was to have a documented sound movie, you might say, so that we might know something about the behavior of people when they were administered these drugs. Mm. And... I mean, the thing is, this isn't like just giving someone alcohol. This is a mind-altering substance that could really scare somebody if they didn't know what was happening to them. And all of a sudden, they're like, wow, this is in a puddle. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. And you start having crazy thoughts. Like, that's so scary. I imagine, remember that scene in Ghost? When the goat, when the, the the evil spirits were chasing that one guy oh through the yes, streets, yes, and he, yes, and he seems insane because yes. things are happening, and he runs and he fucking jumps. I think he falls, doesn't he fall yes. or something? And yeah, that's what I imagine you start feeling like. Yes, out of nowhere. Yes. So, but Gottlieb, like Gottlieb's thing was like he just had the goal of the project in mind. You know, like he wanted to learn about how to yeah. control the human mind, and that was it. And so, according to an ATI article, the project was to quote. Enhance the ability of individuals to withstand um, torture and coercion, and as well as, quote, produce amnesia, shock, and confusion. So later, a declassified document from 1955 added that the project was also exploring, quote, materials which will cause the victim to age faster, slower, in maturity, and, quote, substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Wow. <gasps> That's crazy. Oh, think about what they can do with that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <sighs> so um, as far as the mind control, some things that they thought was that if you gave someone a high enough dose of LSD, you could wipe the mind completely and then reprogram it so that they could have some kind of robot spy that would be triggered by a particular words. This reminded me of Naked Gun. 
Do you remember Naked Gun? A, where a it was little. like, they're yeah. at the baseball game and it's like, you know. Oh, um, yes, and, yes, yes. And she's yes. like, must kill yeah, whoever, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, that's, this is what it's reminding that's me of. Right. Like, something ridiculous oh like this. God. Isn't he in love with her or something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, how did we know about all of this? Because it happened in the 50s, but, like, things didn't come out till the 70s. And it was thanks to journalism. Mm. And a New York Times journalist, Seymour uh, Hirsch, wrote an article about the experiments and, like, you know, just brought it to the public's attention. And... Um, once the scrutiny began, Gottlieb tried to destroy the evidence, Ooh. according to Kittner. Wow. So many records were destroyed, but some of them were like, you know, in boxes in some random place. And then they found like all of this other stuff. Um, and that became part of a Senate hearing. Wow. And the main commission investigating MK Ultra was the Rockefeller Commission report in the 70s. And there was also the church committee led by a Democratic Senator Frank Church. And they were looking into whether or not the CIA conducted these experiments illegally mm. or not so the commission covered a lot of other things like assassinations and and that sort of thing so um some of the aftermath uh president ford as a result of the commission's findings issued an executive order prohibiting the cia from quote experimentation with drugs on human subjects except with the informed consent in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each such human subject wow so they're like, if you're going to do this kind of stuff, like, they need to know what it's about. And there needs to be someone who has no, like, you know, objective yeah. that can um, also be a witness to this so that they're not <sighs> signing yeah. it because they're trying to help you out. Wow. So some victims also received a payout for liability, um, mm. specifically the Olson family of that biochemist. Um, he, they got $750,000 from Congress. So some of the long-term effects of the experiments on the health of the subjects included paralysis, oh withdrawal, insomnia, schizophrenic-like mental illness, disorientation and confusion, retrograde amnesia, and depression. So some points of interest, some other things under MK Ultra that I thought was just, it reminded me of the cat thing a little bit. Um, uh, that we covered in that CIA hijinks episode. Um, but they did brain surgery on dogs to place a chip in their brains and control them to see if they could control them with a remote control. You know, can we please <laughs> stop this? I mean, I mean, it's a like little animal. It, it's so, I think about my, it's sweet also so dumb. It is dumb. I know she loves that fucking dog. I love my baby. Oh my God. She loves that fucking dog. <sighs> So, fun fact, <laughs> Yes, Ken Casey, who I mentioned, he wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh. Um, he got his acid from the CIA, mm. as did Robert Hunter, who, um, I don't know if you know who this is, but he wrote songs for The Grateful Dead. He was their main uh, nice. lyricist. And, of course, Allen Ginsberg. So, essentially, this guy's the one who, you know, uh, got everybody uh, tripping Tripping balls in the 60s, you know what I mean? Jesus. And uh, one article even suggested that Charles Manson was a suspected subject of the experiments as well, but there's no concrete evidence on that. Because they <sighs> well, that said... that would make sense, though, wouldn't it? Well, and they said that the way that he tried to control the group with acid and stuff was like similar? that was similar to like what was done. All right. To, like, Can we please... This is fucked up. That's enough for me. That's enough evidence for me. Uh, Isn't yeah. that wild? I was like, ooh... Um, and the oh. CIA actually wanted to spend almost $250,000 to buy the entire world supply of LSD. <laughs> How much? 250000 That doesn't seem like that much. Yeah, well, maybe because they were making it a lot then, and now, yeah. we, you know, who knows? Um, 
Another fun fact, MK Ultra inspired the plot of Stranger Things, a lab where kids people are kept and experimented on. Wow. And some conspiracy theorists mm. believe that celebrities like Cardi B are under the influence of MK Ultra. I don't even I know where I to begin. I with don't. That. That it's ridiculous. Make any sense. And then one thing I thought was funny in the obituary of Gottlieb was that he was trying to start a commune before his death. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> funny because when you said he was starting to destroy and evidence, kind I was of culty. like, yeah. it sounds a little culty to me. And when you said he was trying to destroy evidence, I thought, this guy is, he's into this. He's yes. into it. He's not, you know, J. Edgar Hoover, for all of the really fucking awful shit that he did for decades and decades yeah. and decades at the FBI, uh, he was, he really thought he was doing this for the country. Like, right. he thought he had to do whatever it takes to protect the country. This guy just sounds like he was having a good time. Yeah, this is cuckoo He was cuckoo almost magoo. enjoying it. This is cuckoo magoo. But anyway, that's the story of the CIA's mind control experiment, Gone Awry, MK Ultra, And of course, again, go go do a deep dive. Yeah. Okay? Can, like, yeah. Do your own research. Your own, like, we, this, Stop this asking podcast, us to do your work for this you. This little podcast, we're giving a little taste of like little fun facts about things you may not know. Okay? Yeah. Don't come at me because I yeah. forgot this or that and the other. That's right. Okay? Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> and Merry okay? Christmas. Yeah. And by the way, Bafangu, Merry <laughs> Christmas, eh? How dare you? How dare you? Oh, my God. On a lighter note. Oh. <laughs> this is coming out the 20th, so we probably should say Merry Christmas oh, in yes. a nice way. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas. Have yourself. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me take this mic off real quick. Woo. Do a whole Judy Garland thing. Let's with do this. it. Let's do it. Have yourself. A merry little Christmas. Ooh, hi. <laughs> I'm out. Like a shining star. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Time? Uh, sure. Time. You know what? You're welcome. Don't you know. say <laughs> I didn't give you guys anything for Christmas. I this just is a gave gift. you the greatest, the greatest song. gift that you could ever have. When at that karaoke, when someone got up and sang Christmas songs, we all went fucking nuts. We it did. was the we greatest. Did. We did. And I don't even care what it is. Sing me a fucking holiday tune. Mm. I'm here for it. I love it, and I need it. Oh. All right. So well. we are about to record our wrap up, which will come out the 27th. Yeah. And uh, that's all she wrote, folks. All right. This is the very last regular episode of season four of the fucking Muck Podcast. And we are starting the new year. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Starting at that new year. Girl. It's back. Get we're it. back to the OG. We are Thelma we're back. and Louise. We are back bitch. to the OG. Thelma and Louise is the name yes. of this episode Woo! because we're about to go. Yep. You ready to go rob a bank and fuck Brad Pitt? Well, God, that Brad Pitt on the side of the road. Hi. My God. Except we're, he's not stealing my, my money. God. My God. I don't pennies care. Are my pennies. Like I heard I on Catfish. I heard on Catfish last week. So they said to the guy, have you been sending her money? He goes, my pennies are my pennies. Oh. And I said, I said to my daughter, that's the best quote I've ever heard on Catfish. You're not taking my money. Oh, my God. Brad Pitt. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. See you next year. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. 
And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.